0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dishy Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout.
1: It's Thursday. Are you sure about this, sir?
0: Gotta hope so, because if it's not, it's a little bit awkward. But it's still a hangout, so we got that going for us. We can hang out on the Thursday
1: Night Hangout.
0: Yeah, man, that's what we're supposed I, to do, I mean, right? What? We're supposed to come together as a as as a group and discuss cool things. We come together. Is that yeah. like a show where we could
1: talk about coming together?
0: With like minded opinions, or maybe differing opinions, but at least voicing our opinions.
1: Yes, I want nothing to be alike. I want to be differences and fighting and fisticuffs and bombs dropped at each other.
0: Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, I'm your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific harbor himself, Zelius. This I'm is the Thursday. Thursday Hangout. This is a show for you where. Uh, We try to talk about the topics that are most important to you. If at any time during the show, if you have not submitted a topic and you would like for us to discuss a topic, please drop it in the chat and we'll try to cover it uh, as quickly as possible. If we do not get to cover that topic, we will move it over to the next show and then we'll do it there. Uh, uh, Real quick, just a couple of uh, housekeeping items. Ladies and gentlemen, do understand that uh, the Thursday Hangout is live on Thursdays at 8 p.m., Easter Standard Time. However, if you miss the show, there are a couple different flavors that you can get the show in. There, of course, is the video, which is available on YouTube, and, of course, our website, www.alteredconfusion.com. And there's also the podcast form, which, of course, once again, you can get on alteredconfusion.com, or you can go to Podbean, you can go to uh, Spotify, you can go to Pandora, and you can go to iTunes podcasts. I think we're on the Google podcast list. I can never remember. That is like so many options. I just cannot even keep track of. And the the, the options allow you, my friends, to choose your favorite poison in uh, for digesting the podcast. What if I just like, you know, do the crazy thing and watch it live? Maybe you want to go back and, and relive a, an awesome part of the show.
1: You assume a lot about my memory. Mm, we'll see.
0: All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the the hot topic uh, that's been basically everywhere this week, and it's been so—it's actually a topic that Zealus and I have uh, kind of discussed a lot forever because it's 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 something that all gamers want, and that is cross-platform play. You want the ability, since, since basically, I mean, yes, there are s- still some cases of that console exclusivity, but most of the time it's now a limited, um, what do you call it, a timed exclusive, where a game will come out on, on a specific platform a couple months before all the other platforms. But there's, unless you are, are probably a first party developer, you're, you're gonna have your game on as many platforms as possible. So, Let's talk about three uh, games that are gonna be cross-platform. I'm gonna list them and then we'll go further into the details, okay? So the three games right off the bat that we're gonna be talking about are RuneScape, Borderlands 3, and Overwatch. Oh. Now I do understand that there's some people out there going, RuneScape's still around? Yes, it is. RuneScape will not die. No, it won't, it will never. If you go on Twitch right now, there's probably a couple thousand viewers for RuneScape. But here's here's the thing though, there are two different versions of RuneScape. There is the old school RuneScape and then the full blown RuneScape. So- Kind of like World of Warcraft in World of Warcraft vanilla. It's called Classic Warcraft, okay? Jesus.
1: Classic Warcraft. <laughs>
0: there you go. All right, so anyways, um, so we'll start off with RuneScape. RuneScape, of course, has been around forever. It's an MMO uh, RPG uh, that was basically made it big back in the day where you had to have subscriptions. And of course, they have changed their model with basically every almost every single MMO out there. Uh, it's gone free to play. However, if you want to, if you want to, you can subscribe, and it allows you for it allows you access to more quests, skills, and other extras.
1: The free-to-play freemium
0: model. What, was, what What? does Nintendo say? Free to start. Mm. So basically, um, RuneScape, uh, it the, the mobile version is now officially out. It supports cross-play, and here is the big one, cross-progression with PC. So basically, if you're playing RuneScape, the full version, not just the old school. Old school has actually been out on the iOS since 2018, but the full-blown RuneScape is now available on your iOS or uh, Google devices, Android devices. Um, you can, your character will be there in all its glory on your mobile device. And let's say you turn off, you, you log off your mobile device and you jump over to your PC, that exact character with all the exact stuff you just did on your mobile device is now on your PC. That's actually pretty dang cool. It is. I, I can I've I've stated this so many times it I want cross-platform play and a lot of these games should be able to do it pretty easy but you know the the little like cherry on top is I want to have that cross progression Um, the uh, the developers behind uh, Warframe you listening Mm because that Mm -hmm. should easily be something you could do Mm -hmm. but it hasn't come out yet anyways so there is a mobile version it's got cross-play, cross-progression between the PC and your mobile device. Uh, it is free to play. It um, There is, of course, a subscription, if you so desire it, uh, which will, of course, give you access to some cool stuff. Nice. Now, let's go into the little bit harder to explain, but still cross-platform. Um, uh, and bo- we'll, we'll go with Borderlands 3 first. So it's official, Borderlands 3 has cross-platform play. Wait, we can play together now? Yes. What? Cross-play functionality for the Xbox One, the Xbox Series X or S, Mac, Stadia, PC, via Steam or the Epic Game Store. Starting today, cross-platform will be available across Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Mac, Stadia, PC, of course, through Steam and Epic. I love how they're like, just in case you forgot what we just stated, let me tell you all the things again. Um, but you're missing something very important on there. What's that? PS5. Oh, snap. Look at that. You're right. It does not have PlayStation on it. Sony mm. probably dicked you over. Mm. Interesting. Okay, well, anyways, mm. for those that, that want to play nice with each other, I um, Starting today, crossplay will be available through their um, their like matchmaking thing called Shift. So you're going to have to sign up for something, uh, and basically it will enable your name to be uh, active on all the different devices. Now I'm not a hundred percent sure if if you get cross progression because it doesn't look like it. It just looks like. You can have your character, you you your profile can be played on multiple different devices, but I don't know if you. I don't think your character carries. I think your character stays on that specific device. But if you are interested, what you need to do is um, uh, you'll be greeted with an opt-in window when when cross. Play update is live. Regardless of whether you choose to enable or disable crossplay, you'll be prompted to set a crossplay display name, which is required for shift ba- match making functionality. Your crossplay display name must meet the following requirements. Of course, it's basically, you know, your uh, must have a unique name that's not already in use. Gotta have this care this many characters, all that stuff. And um, so once you've done that you will be able to join games with uh, other people um, on different devices. Well, apparently not PlayStation, but every other device. Oh,
1: uh, of course. That's the way, I mean, it seems like if any game ever gets like basically or system kind of gets the shaft as far as that goes, it's the PlayStation.
0: PlayStation yes. is just like, ha ha, sucks to be you. So I was like, we don't want to play with you guys.
1: Pretty and to be honest,
0: with, look, here, here's the thing. It's it's kind of weird that I don't see Sony's name in there. I wonder if it has something to do with with this extra layer of the the shift matchmaking uh, that Sony doesn't want to have. That I don't know. Um, I would not be surprised. Sony's like, bro.
1: ah, nope, I'm good. We're just gonna stick to our own thing.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so now you could do cross-platform. I've already got my shift thing set up because uh, when you stream. You have to have it set up so you can um, uh, enable the plugins uh, on Twitch to populate. I'm
1: kind of curious if I look, if I'll even see like on the PlayStation Borderlands, if there's anything about cross-platforms. It's not available. There's probably just not even anything on there.
0: I bet. I bet. I bet you just to be, just to be like uh, to piss off players. It's probably a grayed out option in your menu. (laughs) Be like, oh, I'm sorry, you got a Sony product. You could, you know, bitch and moan to Sony, and maybe Sony will be like, no, no, we're we're Like it's there, but But it's it's not. not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's an optical
0: illusion. Don't you? So, yes. Uh, so Borderlands 3 starting today, if you're on anything but the PlayStation. You can do cross platform. Now, once again, I'm pretty sure that does not mean cross progression. Sure. I think you're going to have to, ha- you'll have your own characters on every single device, but you're going to be able to do, you know, you'll be able to play against people on other devices or team up with people on other devices. That
1: can be fun if I could actually play
0: with you, but nope. All right. So let's talk about the third cross platform. And this one, of course, is Overwatch. And I do want to point out one quick thing. Just one? Yes. Players of Overwatch can play together in quick play, arcade, and custom games, uh, though there are caveats and restrictions for ranked matches. Yeah. Um, if for players that are on the following systems, PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch can now all play So, what
1: we're with Overwatch because it's if it's done straight through basically they're equivalent on battle net. Yes.
0: That's why Sony's like, Okay, you can do that here. Let I mean, shift is basically like, like Gearbox Battle.net. I mean, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. But yes, you you have to have a linked battle.net account in order to get this thing to to go. And actually, right now, it is it is available, but it's a public beta. Ah. Um, basically, uh, all players will have to link up their battle.net account with their uh, Overwatch playing console of choice. Yep. Everyone will be able to play together. That means PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Nintendo Switch players can go head-to-head or team up as long as it's not ranked. Because ranked matches, there is a uh, an aim bot for console play. Mm. Which is a big no, no. Really? Against PC players, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's different.
1: Which I can see that on competitive side because competitive, I mean, console, first person shooters versus PlayStation first person shooters are very different experience. Agreed. Um, so I think that makes sense from the competitive perspective. Uh, but you know, when it comes to quick play and you can opt out of it, so it's not like you have to. Right. So if you don't, you know, if you're on PC or console, either way, you're like, well, this is terrible. I don't like that. idea of cross play. Well, then you can disable it. Uh, so I think that's good. And I think for blizzards perspective, there's right now. there's always a talk of Blizzard or uh, Overwatch is dead in chat because sometimes the queues are maybe a little bit longer, but this also makes the population to the gamer, uh, competitive aside, seem much larger. So you do have a larger pool to draw from
0: for your games. So
1: I think it makes sense.
0: I wonder what the algorithm is going to be, though, for for the matchmaking across platforms. What do you mean? Like... uh, you know so when you jump into a game i'm ass- i'm assuming that you're going to be put into like you know if if, if it's a a quick play yeah. um you're going to be put in a pool with how many players do they have six on sure. each side yep okay so you plus 11 other people are all is there going to be like an even distribution of mm. like uh, Xbox players or PC players or whatever, or is it really be that random? Could you have a t- an entire, somehow an entire six-man team of Switch and the other side is all PC?
1: It's a solid question, sir.
0: Because I know, I, you know, at the end of the day, I know that there's there's gonna be, there are people who prefer, prefer uh, one gaming method over the other. There's people who swear by the console, there's people who swear by the PC, but I really wanna know is how does the system keep up through the different you know the different platforms
1: i mean i would think if it's just like random solo players mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter you know what i mean it's like right. you just get almost like a random distribution then go for it mm-hmm. but if you're a six stack of a pc player versus a six stack of a switch player nine times out of ten that pc six stack is going to stop the switch six stack um So I think there are definitely cases where that matters. Um, A, because on the Switch you have the, from a competitive perspective, Mm -hmm. the uh, gamepad is inferior to the um, keyboard and mouse. And the other issue with the Switch also, is especially for DPS, that refresh rate actually does make a difference for aiming. Um, Especially for like hitscan players who are actually really good, Mm -hmm. having better frame rate really does potentially improve your gameplay even just a little bit. Uh, (coughs) Pleasure. Versus the Switch, which is still, I mean, it's an underpowered device. Uh, So I could see that, but again, it's not competitive. So it's also a little bit like, meh, whatever. So I think that's again, where it not being cross platform for competitive is a logical decision.
0: Well, you know of course but, but you you got to think that you would hope as as someone who's playing a game that's on multiple platforms that no matter which version you're playing if cross-platform is available or, or um, enabled that outside of you know the the mouse and keyboard versus the gamepad there's no real advantage or, or disadvantage and like you said, the Switch is an underpowered machine in comparison to some of these others. So the question is, can you get that quality of play you know, on the Switch versus like a bunch of PC players? Fair point. I, It would be interesting to find out. Uh, I do not own Overwatch in any of its forms. Um, I, mean, I do I have own Overwatch, an Overwatch hat. I have Overwatch on the PC obviously, but I don't really plan buying
1: it on the console. Um, I mean, if I want my, like I'll play Destiny 2 on the PS5, Mm -hmm. but I find, I mean, that's PVE, player versus environment. Right. So for me, that's a perfectly acceptable and it's also made for that. Like I can feel when I'm playing Destiny Mm -hmm. that the aim is very generous. Like there's headshots I get where I'm like, that's not a headshot. Uh, So like, you know that there's some kind of helping out in terms of aiming for a PvE type of game, which I'm all for, because, uh, I mean, you're basically an overpowered character. That's kind of the whole idea. Um, I
0: love OP. Yes.
1: So when it comes to, like, PvE games, yeah, I'll play those on the console all day long. Uh, it's the, oh, so what game I actually started playing, this is why I had, don't really have a desire to play a game like Overwatch on the console. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing recently, it's the Dark Alliance game. Um, dungeon & Dragons Dark Alliance. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty fast paced dungeon crawler action game. And doing those, like when you have like tons of mobs, and you have to do those quick turns to like, you know, go 180s and 90s, see what's around you in all directions. Mm-hmm. Like I find that super not intuitive slash cumbersome on the console versus the PC. Um, that's just my personal experience at least, right. which is something I'm regularly doing on the PC. You know, you're flipping, you know, flicking back and forth on the PC constantly, see who's around you, who's behind you, who's flanking you. Uh, it's really easy to go with the mouse. It's just muscle memory, but like with the console, you're pressing the joystick, your weight, it's just, it's a very different type of thing. And I'm just like, Oh, so it comes to those kind of games. Yeah. Uh, the console just doesn't quite do it for me and you know again play versus environment i don't care or for that matter like overwatch or play pvp we're all on the same platform so mm-hmm. it's also not a big deal but if i'm playing against pc or a game where it's very pvp oriented yeah give me the uh, keyboard and mouse
0: and, and i i mean i the, everyone's going to have their own preference and i know that you know we, this is this is an argument or a discussion that that happens anywhere and everywhere you go, where people are like, the PC is the best way to play it, mouse and keyboard. Then you got these people who are like, I live and die by the gamepad. Look, I, I'm i a little bit of both. I think it really, for me, it just it depends on the game. It really actually depends on, if I started playing the game with the gamepad, then I wanna keep playing with the gamepad. If I play it, start with the mouse and keyboard, I'm gonna keep with the mouse and keyboard. Sure. Because I've you know I've put in that time, I've getting that muscle memory, uh trying desperately to get a little bit of, you know, twitch skills so I can I'm not a sitting duck nine out of ten times. It's more like mm, seven out of ten times. i am trying to improve my odds, damn it. Oof.
1: Sorry, I think I'm becoming allergic to my bourbon or something. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you uh, should wash your glass. You're one to talk. What do you mean? I've seen the groaniness in your shot glasses. I drink, I'm, hey, I very out of them. I mean I well and that's my theory. You know, alcohol's are an septin. It doesn't really matter.
0: Exactly. It's it, it cleans, okay? Yeah. Good. Okay, so um So there's there's the three game three games that this week have talked about cross platform play. Now there has been some other stuff that has come out uh, that I do want to touch upon just because, I don't know, it, it's it's a wee bit weird. Um, and that is, of okay. course, the, the news feed just like updated, so I just lost the damn thing. No! Okay. You're bastards. Remember this game that's really, really buggy that uh, got so bad that people were uh, that all the platforms were willing to give like full refunds, a game called Cyberpunk 2077. Which you played. Which I did, I did, I played yeah. all the way through. Uh, you know, uh, bumps, bruises, blemishes, zits, uh, whatever, complete, you know, all that jack, uh, or all that jazz. Um, if you're looking to get a refund on any of the platforms, you gotta hurry because they're, basically all the platforms are ending their refund period. Uh, I think next month.
1: There's still a refund period for yep. Cyberpunk 2077. Yep. yep. That's like I get like when it was first released. I, I I'm totally fine with. It. it makes logical sense to still have the refund period. But we're this far into the game. That seems a little bit silly. Like if you it's haven't figured still, out
0: still broken your system can play, or if it's buggy, then yeah. Well, the problem is that that they look I part of me goes you know they are releasing new patches they're trying to fix things but but if you were to really check on what the hell has actually been fixed over you know versus this laundry list of problems I don't think that laundry list has really gotten hit all that well and so you've got these people who maybe you know they they wanted the refund Um Right off the bat, because they're like, well, shit, this game's broken. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to pay for something that I can't play. Yeah. And then you have these people who may have jumped back in thinking, okay, they've probably fixed enough that I could play it. And then they've discovered, oh, it's still broken. So they're going to ask, re- request, you know, the, the refund again.
1: Okay. That's actually a very valid point. I'll, I'll accept that. That's actually a current situation with Outriders. Uh, it's a, one of the most frustrating games I've played because it's mm-hmm. fantastic gameplay. Like, super fun, mm-hmm. but the end game is absolutely abysmal. Um to the credit, PCF, uh, People Can Fly has been working to improve it. And apparently they actually came out of a patch this week, uh, which changes basically the drop rate of the legendary end game items, uh, and fix some bugs in the game, which the reviews are basically, it kind of makes end game fun again. So I may actually get need to go back into it. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I can see that because you know Outriders is it has great core gameplay, but there's just some things in it where it's like, man, if they just fix these things, it would be fantastic.
0: Um uh, uh, so, famous last words. If only they would do this, <laughs> then it would be amazing.
1: Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I can I can see that with Cyberpunk of that happening. Um so no, it'll be interesting to see uh what happens with it. I'm I'm curious now.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like like I said, I, I played it, I played it all the way through. I mean, put some ser- serious time in there, but I'm I'm not planning on coming back. Going, let's see what they fixed. I'm like, dude, I already spent like over hundred hours. Yeah. I I I played through all the bugs and weird shit that happened, like all of a sudden having an item automatically equipped to your body and losing all your other items. Now what about
1: like, if they come out with more content, does that interest you?
0: See, I think, the, the thing is that I was satisfied with the ending to the game. I think if mm-hmm. I wasn't, then I'd be up for additional content. Okay. I think that, that really, for me, that's that's kind of like the, uh, that's the only reason I would go back to games. Like Borderlands 3, I could potentially go back if they were to release a bunch of DLC because I, I didn't have that, like that, that moment of I'm done. It was yeah. just, I was just basically running up against a freaking, uh, uh, basically I was just rinsing, and repeating these, sure. these missions. And for yeah. I'm not going to do that for, you know, too long before I get yeah. bored. I hear that. But, uh, but yeah, I probably won't go back to Cyberpunk 2077. Speaking of um, games, though, I did, uh, for those of out there who are patrons of Alter Confusion, you're probably aware that I was doing a playthrough for a game called Encodia. I have completed the game. I'm in the process of writing the review. And I've already gone over to the next game that I'll be playing, which is called. Oh, man, I got I knew, I, was, I knew as soon as I said that, I was going to forget what the damn, it's called Gibbous, A Cthulhu Adventure. So be on the lookout for that playthrough. Um, and I will put, let's see. Uh, Zealius could probably, I, I'll just put the name. I don't know how to actually spell it, so I get yeah, I, I'm I'm, I'm going to put the, how to spell it, and then Zealus could give you the Steam link. I, I tried and failed at life. Um. There you go. So. Yep, I did not come close. Yeah. So I mean, this. Encodia is is made by a uh, independent developer. It was an interesting game, had some serious frustrating pieces, but I'm going to save all the like you know the the commentary, uh, for when I actually write the review.
1: Well, according to Steam, the reviews are overwhelmingly positive for Encodia. Oh sorry, only very positive, not overwhelmingly. Yeah. Sure. I
0: here's the thing. And I'll just say that I'll just say one thing and then I'll I'll move on. It was a just one. I'm gonna make one point. Okay. I'm gonna take I'm gonna make one statement. I'm not gonna just say one word. I'm gonna make one statement, and that is it takes. A hell of, it. it let's see, how do I want to put this? It really takes dedication of wanting to see the game through to actually play the game all the way through.
1: Hmm. Because
0: right. believe me, there there were times where I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. But you made it. I made it. I made it all three, all the way through. There you go. But like I said, I'm playing Gibbous, A Cthulhu Adventure. Um, Ryuku Hazami. I think uh, Cyberpunk is doomed. Doesn't matter if they fix it or not anymore. The bugs killed the hype the people had. Absolutely, and and I think that's why the refund uh, is still available uh, for everybody because there are probably some people that are gonna wait until the 11th hour, that are gonna you know, try one more time, take it for a spin, and if it's still shitty, they'll ask for that refund right before the refund period's over. Well, I saw
1: this week where um, Play Sony is again allowing Cyberpunk back onto the PlayStation Store, yep. with the very strongly worded language of, "It's not even allowed for the base PS4 model. Mm-hmm. Not quite recommended even for the PS4. They recommend it only really for the PS5." Well, because uh, it wasn't really tested. The performance is so terrible.
0: Yeah. That, that does not surprise me at all. But, you know, the pieces of that game were awesome. They, they were interesting, they were fun, they were engaging, but as an individual who has been a developer, who has been a QA manager and a tester, and basically everything underneath the rainbow minus uh, a sound engineer and an artist, it drove me nuts. Like how the hell do you put a product out like that? All the colors, damn it! Uh, a double rainbow, okay, Zilius, Ooh, if you really want to know. Fancy. Yes, uh, Ryuku Zame says. So, can I still refund Cyberpunk on Steam? Although I played it more than two hours, and have had since. Okay, so Steam is a different beast. Um, I'm not exactly sure uh, at this point. I'm sure that when it first came out. Uh, I think Steam's got some weird policies of you 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 have to ask special permission to get a refund after you've put so many hours into a game. And I think over two hours uh, puts you in the, it's up to the developer. Which by the way, just in case you were wondering, if you say are playing a game, uh, a, a new game on Steam and you accidentally do not log out of that game, Mm. Uh, that time clock keeps going, and if you say, "Well, this game is shit. I only played like 15 minutes of it," but for some dumbass reason, I decided to leave the game on for four hours. You can't get that refund because it shows that you've played four hours worth of the game, even if you haven't.
1: Well, okay. I mean, personal
0: responsibility. Yeah. Long out of the game. Uh, whatever uh, i'm i, I don't know you, huh did this happen to you yeah oh yeah. that game that was driving me nuts Greedfall. <laughs> i couldn't get a refund on it because i apparently at some point forgot to log out of the f- game so it, it clocked me for hours of gameplay i'm like dude seriously i got to like the f- second area the first area <laughs> being the tutorial the second area being walking around and i just wanted to bash my head into the ground because it was st- Everything was so fucking annoying about that game.
1: Now, I thought with Steam refunds, you could like post a reason why and sometimes you'll still consider it.
0: Yes, I did. And I rejected it. Oh. I said, it's unplayable. Here's all the problems I have with the game. They're like, you play too much of it. Like, you son of a bitch. Anyways. Speaking of Steam though, uh, Valve has come out uh, just recently and is really going after everyone who's, who, has been utilizing VPNs. Uh, the uh, reason okay. is that uh-huh. you can you could kind of game the system and change your location so that you could gain you could get Steam discounts in yep. areas that aren't yours, but you can mask it to look like you're in that area. Game the discount system is what it comes down to. I tell you what, man, the the, the uptake of like VPN issues is is Nuts! Like I on on my on my uh, I've got a VPN. Uh, I've got a VPN on my my phone and on uh, my PC, and I have to turn it off on both f- during certain things. The main reason for me to turn the one off on my uh, on my desktop though is if I actually want to use the the networked printer. Oh, that screws that up. Yeah, they're like, well, we don't see a printer. I'm like, it's right there. Uh, USB cable. Yeah, no, but uh, but also there there are certain um, there are certain games that won't play on both the mobile and the PC, and there's certain apps that won't load. Uh, basically, anything if if there is a some sort of streaming service, they've they're now ca- caught on to people mm-hmm. changing their their areas. And so it'll just it won't load right.
1: Nice. Like it knows like, nope, you're trying to cheat
0: the system. No. Like, oh, I see. Uh for for uh just for example, YouTube TV actually will not take your IP address location. It does a GPS location. If you turn off your location thing, it says we, we don't know where you are, so uh. you're not in the US, so you can't watch it.
1: That's why I'm doing it. Well, yeah, because you do it through your web browser. So there you go.
0: Yep. But, you know, I. I mean, I understand. Th- this is. I think I, I. think I actually asked about this like a couple of months ago because there was a there was a YouTuber who was basically uh, being sponsored by a VPN uh, provider. Yep. And they were basically saying, "Do you want to get the shows that are released in different areas before everyone else? Use this VPN to switch over." Mm. And I, and I was like, "Is that even legal?" Yeah. T- yeah, that's a little bit sketchy. Would you like to get this game for free? This other country that I'm
1: about to show you. Show this VPN.
0: Well, I mean, it's like there's uh there is a um there's a TV show that. Was at some point available on Netflix, but it is no longer available on Netflix. It's available on Amazon Prime, but only in specific countries. And so, if I were to change my VPN to, I think it's Australia, I'd be able to watch the show. And it's a kids show, by the way. It's a it's a kids show. Oh, do it for the kids, man. That I can get behind. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Like, I for me that that would be like what I would do. I, I it didn't even occur to me. Go, oh yeah. Let me think. Uh, the 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 release schedule. If sometimes games come out first in different areas, if I yeah. change my VPN so I'm there, I could get you know like a like a discount or maybe get early access. That didn't occur to me. And now I'm going, damn it! The craziness of geopolitics and all the different locations. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, VPNs. You you're gonna have to. You have to turn it off and turn it back on again, which kind of defeats the purpose, right? You put a VPN to try to protect your network, but you have to keep toggling it on and off depending on what you wanna do on your computer.
1: Well, well some VPNs though, have different exit nodes for that exact reason. Yeah, I mean, technically a VPN that has an exit node in Florida
0: mm-hmm.
1: is just as useful as a VPN in Australia. If you're using to the mat to in theory mask master- um, traffic. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if you're using it to watch like a geographically restricted show or to play the discount game, that's a whole different story obviously. But right. if you're doing it just to, in theory, mask what you're doing, at that point, you might as well just get a Tor browser.
0: Yeah. Um. So I do want to bring this up uh, because, uh, as you know, Alter Confusion is huge, huge, huge fans <laughs> of things called uh conventions um and it appears that pax west or pax prime or wherever the hell yes bingo yahtzee zeliuss cat walked across his desk um uh you see the tail yes exactly uh this 20 uh, pax west 2021 will be in person what yes now of course that is over that's september 3rd through the 6th the exact same time as uh dragon con
1: i was like that rings a bell
0: well shit i mean that's that used to be i used to go out of town and go to pax prime uh and then miss out on <laughs> dragon con which is where i live Imagine uh, that. yeah yeah dragon con's coming back too right yeah it's coming yes, it'll be is, in person this yep
1: that's so already it been, looks uh, like
0: announced as in person I always get it confused. This is Labor Day or is it Memorial yes. Day? Labor Day? I remember Memorial Day because the month starts with the M of okay. May. Okay, well there I you go. I can give them so Labor Labor Day, yeah, Labor yes. Day. Labor Day weekend apparently is like the magic moment where people are, or, or um, convention pr- uh, uh, promoters and uh, organizers are going, it's game time. Well,
1: I think they're all ready to get back into the convention swing of things, also, and start uh, bringing in that sweet, sweet dough to make it so that they can continue to have conventions in the future, also. Right. I mean, I
0: mean, that's, that's it goes too long without
1: having one, they're gonna go bankrupt.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's. I mean, look look at if you were to thanks to COVID, uh, and I'm being sarcastic, um, if you were to look at. The, the number of businesses or venues that have had to close or yep. you know even like groups uh developers and uh bands musicians artists all that all tons of different people because of the the restrictions from covid they've had to maybe simplify or maybe close their doors or you know try to jump on someone else's bandwagon or maybe like you know, go fifty-fifty with something to try to stay alive while COVID's still happening. Um, yeah, it all sucks. I mean, if, if uh, Zealys and I have a very favorite spot to go, uh, it is Battle and Brew, and uh, Sandy Springs. And I will tell you that they do a very good job of trying to, you know, keep everything safe and whatnot. But you could tell that they have—they've definitely simplified their menu. Uh, because they don't know how much crowd is going to come through, and they're they're really at the basics right now, so that they can kind of keep food costs down. They're not going to have, yeah, they might have uh, like a like a special yep. uh, what's in a blue moon, but the vast majority of this stuff, it, it's not, it's it's going to be you know the 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 staples for like bar food.
1: Well, I've noticed that like a lot of restaurants you go to have like markings through certain items, probably the least popular or most complex, yep. depending on ingredients, what you can get, if yep. oh, they're not available. And you'll hear like people complain like, why don't you have my favorite breaded chicken fingers with applesauce on it or something mm-hmm. totally random? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, because it's not a common item because of COVID and everything, because everything's also so much more expensive. Right. Um. Uh, I don't know if the official rate of inflation's changed, but you think like even just going to the store of trying to buy any staples or necessity of life, like wood or anything for your computer is just insane. And you are sure that, you know, that cost is getting down to us somewhere along the lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they have to figure out where to cut costs to stay in business, which I totally get.
0: I'm gonna be honest. Uh, if, if- if you have the ability to go to Battle & Brew, if you're in the Atlanta area and you have the ability to go to Battle & Brew, go to Battle & Brew, It, you, it's amazing, it's awesome, it's so much fun. Uh, and I know that there's when you go certain places, you're like, oh, well, the, the portions are going to be tiny. Dude, their definition of a freaking chicken finger is a breast <laughs> okay? So you get three chicken fingers. That's three chicken breasts. I... I always have leftovers. Um, and I also of course have my mana potion and then a beer or two or three. But, you know, I, I love the environment, the culture. You know, that's that's what I've been missing the most with these conventions and, and gatherings and stuff. Uh that I just I don't get personally uh from like a virtual presence.
1: Yeah. No, I totally I totally hear that, yeah. So
0: uh, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take, I want to pause real quick and, and give, uh, two rounds of thanks to friends, uh, of the show. So if you will just, uh, give me one second, let me pull up the list here. So I don't butcher anything. I mean, I've said it enough. I should be able to do it, uh, without looking at my cheat sheet, but let's be honest. Isn't i do not butchering miss- things the most fun part of life? Sometimes, sometimes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take uh, a bit of, Bit of time to draw attention to uh, this organization called the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. If you would like more information, go to Indie Cluster. that's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R dot com. Also, the guy who runs it, Ron, is amazing. Uh, and then, of course, the other shout-out we have to give is to the one and only Dr. Ryan of Hero Chiropractic. If you are in the Atlanta area, seriously, look this guy up. Here Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus is to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They're committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. If you want more information, go to herochiropractic.com. Oh, and, and I do have to do one more shout out, uh, but I have to grab some real quick. Hold on. Another shout out? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, I do want to give uh, a little bit of love and a little bit of attention to the man, the myth, the legend. And that, of course, is Craig Campbell of Nerdburger Games. Nerdburger Games is the game development imprint of award winning RPG designer Craig Campbell. Craig has done a whole bunch of RPG design freelancing in the past. Several years ago, he dove into designing his own RPG. Now, Nerdburger Games has multiple RPGs and is showing no signs of stopping. Nerdburger Games endeavors to create games that explore corners of the RPG landscape that haven't been explored or hadn't been explored very often. These games forego dense gaming mechanics in favor of lighter rule sets that allow players to focus on telling fun, engaging, memorable stories. If you want, if you want more information, go to www.nerdburgergames.com. And the reason why I bring that up, ladies and gentlemen, is that I just got my latest kickstarted um, item from Nurberg Games. That, of course, is Good Strong Hands, which... Nice. Yeah. I'm, that is I'm, a great cover. Yes, it is. It is awesome. So, uh, let's see. Ryuki Hazami. So, basically, a year ago, the game developers released a trailer for a game they wanted to release last year, but because of corona, it didn't come out, so they have announced that they are now going for a completely different route now for the game. So for someone who was hyped about the game, what would be y'all's opinion on it? That's a very good question. Um, so I I do know that something very interesting has has happened with, with some games, and that is that, um, that there are a couple games out there that have actually dropped multiplayer to go a more single player route. Um, but okay, so it in my honest opinion, it really depends on what about that game really had you hyped up. Was it the story? Was it the matchmaking? Was it the, you know, the the game modes? What type of game was it? You know, for me personally, I'm always going to kind of get really hyped up about something that looks gorgeous and has depth to it, like story. I'm more of a single player uh, person. Uh, I will play online games on occasion, but the main thing is I want to be able to get lost. I want that escapism, I get lost in the story and you know, feel like I'm a part of the thing. Uh, it was the character introduction and ca- gameplay. Okay, so. Are they changing? So the question is: Are they changing the 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 characters and the gameplay, or is the characters the gameplay why you wanted to play the game? If it if if they've changed a chunk of the game, but the core of what made you happy is still there, I don't think that for me personally, I don't think my my desire to play the game would be reduced. But I think
1: if you change the character and the gameplay, that sounds very integral to what the game actually is. Like that's almost like the heart and soul of what a game is. When you play the game because of gameplay. So right. if they change both of those elements, unless it's tied to like an let's to say like movie or anime franchise, and you wanna play it because of that lore. Uh, but yeah, it, it, or is he 50 well, uh, The the characters will be the same, but the gameplay is completely different. Yeah, if it's a different type, like if they change, let's just say it was a first person shooter, and that's what you wanna play, and now all of a sudden it's a hack and slash RPG, which you have no interest in playing, then
0: that definitely completely changes. Okay, hold on a second here. First person shooter and hack and slash RPG. We're at the point where everything has RPG elements to it in some shape or form. So I don't think that's, <laughs> okay, that's that big of a, so let, let's go with first person shooter and then it turns into uh, a turn-based strategy game or somehow it becomes a sport game. I don't know how, but it does. Isn't
1: like shooting things a sport, like skeet shooting's a sport, therefore destiny is a sports game.
0: Whatever. Uh, I, I think okay, so if if it is if the gameplay mechanic, the, the thing that if it's vastly different, then to me we my brain's now going, it's gonna be like Naruto. Naruto. I know that anime Naruto. Well, that's what it's going to be. Okay, so they're reworking a Naruto. I wonder if do you what's what's the name of the game? I want to actually research this now because because if it's one thing that possibly could happen is that uh, because I'm assuming it's a fighting game, um, you know the the actual uh, mechanic of do you have teammates? Can you switch in and out? Um, You know what type of environment um are we talking 3d we talking 2.5 d um what size arena all that jazz you know that that can make demons demon slayer
1: is that not no okay
0: okay so demon slayer is a really good anime by the way if you if you (laughs) you need to watch it um i think the dub version's out on a couple different um uh streaming platforms so, I mean, I'm going to have to I'll have to look at the trailer for the the Demon Slayer game. Um, but Demon Slayer definitely screams like hack and slash. Um and there's also a movie out if you want to, but the the movie's just subs only uh right now. Uh but Okay, so let's say hypothetically, uh if the the trailer is only the the character introductions Well, it gives me an idea. Um, Let's just say, uh, let's give an example. Uh, Zelius, he's been playing a lot of. Oh, go Destiny. Um, So, you get really excited for a Destiny game, and then you know they start basically. I don't know. They're reworking it to be a strategy game instead of the. First-person shooter. Okay, yep. For me, I, okay. The Now now it gets a little interesting. Do Am I a fan of this game because of the genre and the subject matter, or am I a fan because of the subject matter, but the genre kind of, you know, makes me less, like, die hard to get it? So it, it's basically taken me from day one to, I'll get it eventually. Because that, uh, honestly, that that's something that could easily happen um, with certain games. There's there's games out there that that I've had my eye on, but then they're like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of online play that's required. I'm like, no,
1: oh, or to get mastery of the game, you have to now play online.
0: Super duper tangent here. Uh, once upon a time, there's this uh, trilogy called Mass Effect. You may have heard of it. Uh, yeah. When Mass Effect Three originally came out, there was a huge component to it that was online. You mm. had to do online shit to get like close to 100% completion. You don't have to do that in the the Legendary Edition. No way. They changed it. Yes. Thank God. Uh, so basically, they're interested because obviously you like the anime, and I did like the Naruto, but I don't want to buy a game which has lack of gameplay and story totally understand that if they were basically like so we had this integral you know intricate story that uh, for the game that you're gonna play but now it's just it's really like um, oh what's um, basically they're gonna drop you into an area and it's just gonna be waves of waves of monsters you know it's gonna be dynasty warriors or um, 99 nights which I don't know if Many people know that game, but it was Xbox 360. It literally was you, you've got a character and you're running around and just these freaking like mobs of, of monsters come at you and you try to kill them all and you, you know you're, you're racking up the, the combo bonuses and there's not really any story to it, but you know it is enjoyable in its own uh, way. but see the thing is with especially with, um, with Demon Slayer, that's story driven. If you take away the story, that's made it like a cookie cutter, like vampire hunting game. You've kind of taken a lot of the wind well, it's got the, the lead character in it, but it doesn't have, you know, doesn't have that depth that you get through the anime, which is a phenomenal anime. Then yeah, I'm gonna have a problem. I yeah. That's me. I mean, Xelius.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much summed it up pretty well. You know, if I'm expecting a game and all of a sudden it all changes. And I think the other issue too, possibly run into is if you have a developer who let's just say they switch it from, let's just say first person shooter to the strategy game halfway through the development, that seems to usually also not bode well for the actual quality of the game. Because when they've gotten that far into development and all of a sudden they do 180 and they completely change what the game is, then I also have to question, is this going to be any good? Cause that also is like, do they know what they're doing? Like what right. was their vision and why did their vision change? Um, so that's also to me, a big red flag from a development perspective. When it changes that drastically, especially if there's no, uh, rationale given for it. Mm -hmm. Like if we change from a first person shooter to a strategy because we realize that this genre does not lend itself to first person shooter, and they gave these reasons, like, okay, but if they're just like, yep, we changed it. Then I'm worried. So I think that's my other worry is if they just change it, um, then that definitely sends up a red flag.
0: So they're basically saying it's more like they don't want to do a game where you go kill hundred minions and they get one boss fight and a cutscene and that's the story. So it looks mm-hmm. like they're they're really like watering it down, and just trying to keep the. Uh, it sounds I haven't you know I'll have to actually dig into it, but it sounds like they've they're basically doing uh, the Michael Bay Transformers uh, thing where the name is there, but it's more like you know there's there's a couple of robots and a shit ton of military. And for this one it's probably you've got you know your vampire slayer and then you know your generic cookie cutter vampires and a boss that has one or two special forms that you have to kill and you're you're going and it's become very linear you're basically going stage one stage two stage three you know all the way up to what stage 30 or something mm-hmm. um that drives me nuts i i I know Zelius is uh easily gets lost in an open world. Uh, yeah. there's too many things to do, man. But Just can't handle it. I, I, I think I think there's I I understand that, you know, open world people could get super duper lost in. But at the but the other end of the spectrum, I, I can no longer play games uh, that are strictly linear. Hmm. Uh, that's literally this level to this level, this level to this level. I like the 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 cast the the Metroidvania approach of you have this area, certain area, certain parts of this huge ass world you can't get to until you've got like the special key or special weapon or something, but you can kind of you know map out your own path. Although it's you know still you got to kill all the at the end of the day you're gonna kill whatever eight eight bosses to win the game, but yeah. you can kind of you know go your own route and kind of poke at different parts of the the entire world that i'm okay with okay i can see that um but yeah do it as
1: linearly or as open as you kind of want exactly
0: uh now i will say this there are certain games out there that that basically cookie cutter everything and they try to pour all of the story into the cutscenes, and that also drives me like bonkers. Cause you don't like cutscenes? No, no, no. I love cutscenes, but I don't want to basically go through the motions for twenty minutes to an hour of killing generic monsters and, and maybe the mechanics or, or the, the, the the feel of the game is it actually act, actually truly there? And then I watch a cutscene that you could have incorporated parts of that into the actual play of the game like you have a, you're you know you're you're doing a platformer game and you're yep. jumping and, and it's kind of really rigid and then all of a sudden you have a cutscene where the guy's rolling and dodging and blocking with a shield which magically appeared because in the game you when you're actually playing the shield's not there um, you know that kind of thing where it feels like they didn't know how to make a game but they damn sure knew how to do animation. Maybe supports- they
1: say anime masquerading as a game.
0: Hmm? Uh, I I believe there's a um, I believe there's a type of game out there called Xenosaga um, or Xeno Cinema, Uh <laughs> where literally it was like you play 20 minutes and there is like a 30 minute cutscene. Were they at least good cutscenes? Oh, phenomenal! But there was no pause.
1: Mm. Eh. You just pause the system. Just press the pause button, right?
0: No, (laughs) that does not exist. Well, actually, nowadays, I think you could potentially just, like, exit back to the main console menu and it would pause. But back in the day, you were in it to win it, and you couldn't just take a break. Unless, of course, you're on an emulator, and then you could. But emulators are.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Just saying. That's up there with VPN, sir.
0: Oh, God. I don't think it's.
1: Using an understand. emulator over a VPN while attached to a uh, Tor client.
0: Dear God, dude!
1: Just go crazy, man. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't. For me personally, I I I want the story and the action to be one and the same. I'm, I have nothing against cutscenes. I absolutely have nothing against cutscenes. I love a good cutscene. It better be a good cutscene. If you if you put a shitty cutscene in the middle of the game I'll be going why there is a that actually damn it I said I wasn't gonna say anything else about encodia but I'm gonna say this one thing there is a cutscene that didn't need to be there and it was literally you and your robot partner riding a lift and and your your character staring basically at the camera and your robot character basically turns at, like halfway through the cutscene, turns and stares at your character. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole cutscene. There's no words, the, the only movement is the robot going from here to here. And that's it. Mm. I'm going, well,
1: I what? why? Why do you I don't know to tell you why. I'm sure there's a reason for it.
0: Mm. All right, since I have everyone's attention, uh, I do want to do some uh, other shout-outs. Uh, this is all for Alter Confusion. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think it's very, very apparent that there is a certain organization out there that Alter Confusion has very close to their heart, and that, of course, is Extra Life. Alter Confusion is proud to say that we have been raising fundraising for Extra Life for 10 straight years. That's so I- many years. I know. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, gaming to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to our chosen hospital, which is the Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, as unrestricted funds. This means the hospital decides where and how to spend the money that we've fundraised uh, to ensure all the dollars, oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. Ooh.
1: Can you talk sir? Do you this means help? that
0: the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they we that they treat. If you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for alter confusion and you can uh, donate today. Now, uh, as I've said many, many, many times, if you do not have the ability to donate to Extra Life, but perhaps me simply mentioning this is, had you, maybe makes you think of, maybe I could do that. Go to extra-life.org and find out the information. You too could create a team or do it solo. Uh, it's a 24- You could team up with us. Or you could team up with Alter Confusion. It's a 24 hour game-a-thon in early November. Uh, I have done, uh, I have done the full 24 or 25, depending on the stupid time change um, for 10 straight years. It's a lot of years, man. Yeah, I know. Do so you feel old yet? Do I feel old? I'll tell you after the 24-hour game stream. Fair part. enough. Uh, but I, uh, there will be a game stream for the entire 24 hours if you want to tune in. If you want to join a team, absolutely join a team. It doesn't have to be video games. It could be board games. It could be pencil paper RPGs, card games, whatever. Uh, they're just looking for individuals with a gamer's mindset that want to help out Children's Miracle Network Hospitals.
1: What if I don't have a gaming mindset?
0: Then, and, but you still want to participate? Find yeah. some. Find a team that's already uh, that's already formed, and then ask to join them, and try to find your place on that team. Maybe I will be the chef. Perhaps. Maybe be the water boy. I don't know. Uh, Uh, or beer, or more likely Mountain Dewer, Mountain Dew Boy? Coffee Boy, I can do that. Okay, Uh, since I have everyone's attention, I do wanna do one other quick thing and that is Alter Confusion survives on love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, supporters, lovers, haters, enemies, and friends uh, to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. All to confusion, um, all the money we raise through Patreon goes either to upkeep of the equipment or to help us cover fees at conventions, which I'm hoping we start, are able to start attending very, very soon. Uh, there are two different tiers as of right now one's a one dollar a month tier which is twelve dollars a year uh, which allows you early access to all the game uh the the playthroughs and polls to help shape and inform future ultra confusion content and then of course if you want to go big that's a five dollar a month tier or 60 bucks a year uh, that gets your name and organization and thank you section of all ultra confusion Thursday night hangouts course gain early access to all the playthroughs and the ability to participate in polls and such to help shape alter confusion um now i i i would love support for alter confusion this has been basically a passion project for me since 2007 which makes it really old but uh, i love video games and i have We, Alter Confusion has evolved uh, over the many, many years. Uh, I think right now we want, my main focus is to help out independent creators. And convention is where I get to do that the most because I get to actually interview them and I can, uh, you know, put the video, put the podcast, spit it out to the world. But we do need help and support from individuals like you to help cover these fees and to allow us a little bit more flexibility with with what we can do. So, um, Xelius, do you have any closing thoughts, sir? Video game's good. I am so excited tomorrow I could finally play Mario Golf. Why are you excited for Mario Golf? Dude, I've been dying to get my hands on this game and I thought it was coming out around my birthday. And I got super depressed when I found out it wasn't coming out until the 25th of June. And so, so you're tomorrow, depressed
1: on your birthday is what I'm hearing? That's uh, very sad,
0: sir. Well, no, I, I I found other things to be excited about on my birthday, okay, but I was really you. hoping that I was gonna be able to you know, really put some time into Mario Golf. As a result, that because Mario Golf wasn't out, I bought uh, the Mario tennis game, which is pretty solid uh, in itself. <laughs> but it's not golf. But it's not golf. I wanted golf, damn it. Because I remember playing uh, Mario Golf on the GameCube and, uh, and on the, the DS, was it the DS? Yeah, I think it was the DS, or maybe it was the Game Boy Advance. And you could basically, uh, you could pair the two games if you had the extra GameCube little connector thing on the bottom, uh, uh, so you could get like, you know, specialty items and stuff passed between the two games.
1: What about the Switch, was it on there? Because it seemed like the Switch was on purpose, perfect for Golf.
0: Oh no, I mean, this is, Mario Golf is on the Switch tomorrow. Okay. Or not the Switch, the Wii. Yes, it is. No, I don't know if golf was. I know tennis was. Because I have the tennis one. But I'm not sure about Mario Golf. I think Mario Golf might have taken a break. But I still can't wait.
1: Apparently, oh, you mm-hmm. can still pick it up curbside from GameStop tomorrow.
0: Yes, tomorrow. When it gets released.
1: Yeah,
0: no, for the Wii. For the Wii?
1: Yes. All right, I can well. yeah, I could get a curbside, pick up tomorrow. Who knew?
0: Well there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I believe we've we've reached the end of our show. I do want to point out once again that ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this or listening to this after the fact, uh by all means hit us up through any of our social media um places and uh if you have any questions your comments, you just wanna hang out. Uh, you know, hit us up there. Everything goes to me, and I can then you know start a conversation with you, uh, or maybe if s- suggest games that we might have missed, or maybe some news articles that are interesting that might have flown. You know, we, I might have accidentally passed. Um, you know, we do this to create a conversation so we can talk with you guys, and that's the most important thing about the Thursday Night Hangout.
1: Probably would we- prefer to talk to you all than me. Just say.
0: I'm sorry, Zelius, but the truth had to come out at some point.
1: You know, I'd rather talk to somebody else than myself,
0: too. Yeah, touche. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout for myself, Charlie, and Zelius, It's been a pleasure giving you a to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. would will be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout.
1: Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Aiming to that, brother.